Custom Car Care. All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. My goodness, has this been a busy wind down? Is it fall yet or probably no, not? No, so I think the first official day of fall, not that anybody is paying attention, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the 22nd. It seems like, you know, we talk about time and, and I'm sure I'm not the only one out there. It's like, I can't buy enough time to get everything done. But the wind up of this summer or the end of this summer, it seems like everybody I know was just scrambling to A, get some fun things done or B, just deal with the extreme heat, which it's beautiful out there now. I know. This is like the primo it's weather. perfect. It's yes. beautiful. I lied. The first day of fall is the 23rd. I was off a day. Dun, dun. Everybody out there, Sarah's a liar. I know. Just Sorry, so guys. <laughs> but yeah, we're like a week away. It sure feels like it. Like, as I have gotten up the last few mornings, I'm like, oh, it's like... It's got a little chill in the air. out here. Mm-hmm. Like, beautiful. Yep. Well, I'm wearing a cardigan because I was a little cold this morning. Yes. It is tis the season, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, we always do, and I got to thinking as it was a little chilly, I need to find some persimmon seeds. So, we talk yes. about that with everybody. What is your prediction? We want to stake what Sarah thinks the weather's going to be like this winter. What do you, are you feeling like it's going to be a cold, chilly winter? So I think that I looked at the Farmer's Almanac Mm -hmm. for this year, and I believe that it said it was going to be like bitter cold. It was going to start off as relatively mild, Mm -hmm. and then it was just going to come in like a whirlwind. Yep. Yep. That is what I recall from it as well. Uh, so we'll have to see what their persimmons looks at. And if any of you else out there have any like uh, old wise tales, I guess would be the way to look at it, of what winter's going to be like. Like, I know, well, I don't know what it is, but they've always talked about those l- little furry like inchworms or whatever, oh, uh-huh. the brown and black ones. Um, last year, I do remember paying attention that they were solid black, if I remember right. No brown on them at all. And last year wasn't a bad winter that I remember. I mean, we got some yeah, snow. Yeah, we got some snow. But it wasn't like brutal, no ice storms or anything yeah. like that. I have been spending a little time getting some of our backup generation uh, up and going. Mm, that's smart. I have done a poor job of that in the past <laughs> where I leave the carburetor full of gasoline, which mm. our gas is absolutely atrocious. But that's a long story for another day. But hopefully we have a mild winter this year but we shall see so we went on a trip sarah and yes. i know you did as mm-hmm. well uh anything interesting uh that you and ryan and the wee one saw while you were out on the road so we went to new mexico and we were just all over the place we went to roswell new mexico oh, didn't see any aliens. No aliens nope no ufos Darn but it. we did go there we also went to white sands which is a national mm. park and it is just kind of out in the middle of the desert all of a sudden the sand turns bright white really? and it's really cool to the touch hmm. and it, you can walk on it run on it and wow. yeah it, it was a beautiful place okay. um we stayed in this beautiful town called los alamos which is the home of the manhattan project if you're familiar ah, with that so there's a movie out uh pretty recently about the manhattan project i haven't seen it mm-hmm. but i've heard it's pretty cool and it might be up my alley so yes i, I think that you will like it i went and saw it with my mom uh, it's called oppenheimer 
And yes. we actually uh, went out there because they have the Trinity site, which is where they did the first atomic bomb testing. Oh, wow. That's really kind of uh, important to our family. My grandfather was an atomic veteran. Uh-huh. So we are familiar with everything sure. that it affected yes, you guys directly. Yes. So we're pretty familiar with everything that happened out there. But it was just kind of interesting to see. Now, we didn't get to actually go to the Trinity site itself. We were in the area. Mm-hmm. You can't go out there uh, except on specific dates and times because it is on an active military base oh so, okay. so yes. they mean business you mm-hmm. got the boys and the girls and the greens and yes whatever <laughs> new camos out there i suppose <laughs> yes so we weren't able to see the actual official site of it but we were in that neck of the woods mm-hmm. and it was very desolate and it was just wow it was kind of interesting to be in that neck of the woods but one thing that i did pay attention to bringing it back to cars mm-hmm. was gas prices and they were all over yes, the place. Yes, they were. My I was going to talk about that myself, so I'm glad you brought I it up. I figured you would. So, uh, so the way that we took down, we went through uh, Amarillo, Texas. Okay. We were all over the place, so like I said. you were way west Texas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, New Mexico is west of Texas. Yes, but. and then we dropped down south mm-hmm. and then went back up north. And then we even took like a tiny little dip into southern Colorado for uh-huh. a while. Okay. And then we went through the panhandle of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and then back to the show me state. The but gas prices ranged anywhere from three fifty nine to four oh one. You want to guess where the 401 was? I'm going to say Colorado. <laughs> You're correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, I also, fun fact, this has nothing to do with the uh, automotive, but when we were in Colorado, we took a stop at Walmart mm-hmm. and we did kind of traditional like road stop picnics mm. instead of just driving through it. Sure. And that allowed to get out and uh, yes. yes, run around at the parks and mm-hmm. whatnot. So anyways, that's what we ended up doing. But they do not sell plastic bags anymore at the old Wally World or, well, any store yeah. for that matter. I've been seeing them even phased out here locally at certain ones. So yeah. I know that's coming. And then Walmart made an announcement about that here a while back. I think it's a couple of years ago where they're phasing all that out. Yeah. So I ended up having to buy one of those like reusable mm-hmm. bags, which I go to Aldi anyway. Yep. So that I'll just add that to Absolutely. my Aldi bag list. Absolutely. But it was kind Aldi. of expensive. It was like $1.15 for one of them. I know, I know. Wow. Uh, thank God I only needed one. No kidding. <laughs> but, um, so at Aldi, I get the boxes. I'm the box person. Are you? It's got 72 boxes. boxes in the back of the truck. Well, so, well, no, I grab the boxes that, like, I use Aldi. Like, if I'm going to buy one, I just buy the box. So oh, okay. I'm I that see, guy. I see. So I just grab the whole box at Aldi. So when I'm, you know, checking out or dipping out in the parking lot, then I have all my stuff's ready to go. I don't know what's wrong with you guys putting all your bags out there, but I, I'm just helping to save the boxes, I guess. So gas prices for you, you mm-hmm. went a completely different way. I oh, went out yeah. west, you went out east. So yep. what did you see? So not only were we buying, you know, expensive fuel, but it was diesel. Yes. Fuel. So we had a, I, I have a transfer tank on the back of my truck. That's mm-hmm. a hun- It's 109 gallons. You don't want to fill it all the way up because it, you know, a little bit too much. You need some room for expansion, but say a hundred gallons. So I brought an additional hundred gallons plus the truck holds 60 gallons. And I'm very thankful I did. I did have to stop and fuel a couple of places, but here in Springfield, it seems like I'm going to give one of my, my uh, little honey hole secrets away. If you're out very far, it would be West Battlefield. There's a couple of gas stations there and they're always cheapest on diesel. And I drive by there quite a bit. They were 380 and some change when we left. So I 
I meant business, so I filled up and topped off. When we got past Memphis, we stopped, I think it was Honey Springs. Um, it was a nice area past Memphis. Memphis is not the place I wanted to stop, so we pushed a little bit further. But gas there at the Love's Truck Stop was 458 0.9, by the way. Point point nine. Nine. Don't forget that. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah. So while I'm in the Love's Truck Stop, I'm using the transfer pump to fill the truck at 380 a gallon, which was better. So it ranged pretty much once we got out of Springfield. I think the cheapest I remember seeing it was like 430 a gallon. Wow. And so I didn't quite have enough fuel to get down there and back. We did not get great mileage. We were towing the entire time, which was fine. Truck did wonderful. Trailer did wonderful. Um, but yeah, that was like, uh, a, a rude awakening. And then of course, fuel prices went up here while we were gone. I filled 60 gallons and it was right at 200 bucks. Dang. So that really like hit the old pocketbook. I remember in like 08 where everybody parked their, you know, non, uh, fuel efficient vehicles. And so that's kind of, I was putting together one of my F-150s there at the house that I, you know, I'm always kind of rehabbing and, uh, I'm going to be definitely driving a, uh, more fuel efficient truck and, uh, the old diesel is going to sit until I have, you know, a need for it. Obviously that's what it's there for is towing. So I don't want to use it as my commuter vehicle by any means. So hopefully everybody else out there, we probably ought to have a little more discussion on fuel, uh, prices when we come back, but you're listening to Springfield's talk 1041 KSGF. You'll have Sarah and Dustin right after the break. Your complete car care solution, A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I guess a little bit of current events as the summer winds down. Traveling was awesome. We really enjoyed it a lot. I thought about you a couple different times. I was wondering how you were doing with all of the hauling, and I know that you had done a lot of preparation. Mm -hmm. So did all of that preparation pay off? It absolutely did. Great. Um, We, I spent, I took Friday off and spent all day working, well, uh, several days, but all day Friday I did a full brake rebuild on the truck, on the front axles, so rotors, pads, calipers, hoses, greased everything, changed all the fluids, um, made sure the tires were all aired up, torqued the wheels. Um, I've been having a disastrous experience trying to get some service work done to our camper. It's been back four times, and they have fixed nothing. So I fixed about half of the list that is under warranty, by the way, because they're just not getting it done. And I needed to make sure the camper was functional. Um, so we're going to give them another try. There's some other things that they should cover. And I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. I'll probably end up fixing that stuff too. But it, I digress. I'd send them a bill. Oh, I should. I really should. You should. It's been very disappointing. It just, you know, we had a, a used camper previously. We have a special needs daughter. So that's why we have a camper. It's, it's a controlled environment for her. So... Uh, this was our first in a little over having two different campers the last three years. This was our first recreational trip that wasn't to the hospital with her, uh, which went really well. That's the main reason we have a camper, to be honest. But it just really disappoints me to spend because we didn't go cheap on the camper. We bought a good one. It's a grand design momentum. If anybody knows what campers are, that's a 
pretty decent one out there. Um, but it has been, we bought at the height or in the middle of COVID because mm-hmm. we needed uh, a better facility for our daughter. Were they kind of expensive during COVID? Yes. I figured they yeah. would be. <clears throat> and it seems like the quality control on campers is not the best anyway. And this one has really been disappointing. And I'm assuming it's probably because we bought during COVID. Mm-hmm. And so I will have to work the bugs out of it, which I will. It's not the end of the world. It just frustrates me that we paid that money. And I realize the standard that people hold us accountable to repair things, and I am not getting that from somebody else. Right. Uh, as well as the four times I've been over there, there has been a complete new staff every Oof. single time. That's not good. To the point that I asked the two gentlemen, who were very helpful, and I appreciate that. I'm not going to gaslight them by no means. Uh, hey, will you guys be here in a few weeks when I come back? Because it just, I'm so fed up with dealing with new people, which sparks an idea. And I don't mean to toot the A1 Custom Car Care horn, but that is the reason that I took the job, you know, right at 20 years ago at A1 Custom, because their quote unquote newest employee was already a 15 year veteran within this company. And when I interviewed other places, everybody was like six months or less. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what's, and I know I've told you this story a hundred times, but I don't know what's different here, but something's different. Well, 20 years later, I clearly have found out what's different here. And about the time that I either, uh, you know, need to hire somebody new or, you know, really it's either because we did an expansion, which we need to talk about because the expansion at Fort and Sunshine is super amazing. Uh, that we have expanded and I need to hire new people or we have somebody retired that's been with us a long time and I have to hire new people. So I guess the silver lining of my irritation a little bit is the fact that fortunately I found a company that isn't like a lot of other companies and just basically kind of uses the good of their people and then discards them. A1 has poured into me for 20 years with training, equipment, experience, mentorship, uh, counseling sometimes, you know, life will give you lemons. You better make lemonade. And so I'm very thankful. We got struggles and we got tough days, but, uh, you know, the people that I work with, we've worked together so many years that we know how people operate. So even if they're not there and I need their influencer or, or guidance or whatever, I pretty much have a good idea of how it is that, you know, a one's going to take care of business. So that I feel like is what I'm, I'm, I know it can be better because I'm a part of something like that. And we work very hard to maintain and continue to push the envelope on that. And so when I go in somewhere else that I don't get that kind of commitment service uh, level of communication, um, it makes me go back to the shop here and continue to hone and and groom our skills. Do we drop the ball? Sometimes, yeah. I'm not going to tell you that we've got everything worked out and it's all rainbows and ponies and kumbaya. But I'm extremely confident to the point that a lot of times my friends, family, and loved ones show up to the shop. And I don't even know they're coming. I don't know that we service their vehicle. I don't know anything until after it's gone. And later they're like, hey, we went over and saw Mike or Annie or Dave or Dave. And yes, we have two Daves uh, or Kevin or Gunner or Macy um, that they took care of them without me being involved with it and got business done. That's huge. That is such a game changer. And anybody that's been in leadership, management, a boss, quote unquote, you had better know that if it all revolves around you making every decision, that's not a scalable or 
business that's going to expand or, you know, do or thrive well at some point. The beauty about kind of fostering or, you know, working with the skill set and attracting some very high level, top level people is that they're as good, if not better than you are. So that allows so many more doors to open. I kind of got off my soapbox there a little bit, Sarah, but it just, it could be better. And if I had more bandwidth, I would get into RV repair just out of principle <laughs> that it needs to be done better. So for whatever that's worth, you think I'm crazy over there? No. And another thing that you brought up, which has been kind of a frustration for many people out mm -hmm. there, is the warranties, whether oh, yes. whether it's just your regular warranty or an extended warranty. Yep. And uh, not to also toot the A1 horn, but I've had a couple of different warranty items pop up with mm -hmm. my vehicle. Yeah. Nothing terribly no, serious but been real bad a couple different things and it was really nice to know that i didn't have to call the mm -hmm. warranty company and have to fight and deal with it you guys took care of all of yeah. that you guys were able to do the repairs and it was nice to just kind of have that peace of mind and not yes. have to worry about it so i'm very sorry that you are having to <sighs> go through that frustration <laughs> um i wish there was somebody else that yes. was able to fight for you oh i i, I do as well do you want I me to yell at him for no. you no, I will save that as an ace card, okay. but if it gets really bad, but like, I'm calling Sarah. I'll give him the what for. <laughs> I'm not afraid. Oh, I have, I have no doubt. So have um, no doubt. back to back to vacation. Yes. So we talked about price. Mm -hmm. um, did you have any unexpected repairs pop up? So we did have a little event. Um, we were coming home through Birmingham. I don't mm. know if you've been through Birmingham. But I have actually. That is where our company's headquarters oh, okay. are. Yeah. Well, they have a very busy highway. We'll put it. <laughs> <laughs> I can and imagine. So the camper, I think, is 34 feet. The truck's probably 25 feet. So, I mean, we had quite a bit of real estate that we were rolling up mm. and down the road. Uh, truck was doing really good. I was pushing it a little hard. Mm. I'll, I'll own that. I had it absolutely, uh, if I, if I use some slang here, uh, maybe you've heard it. I was crowding it real hard. Have okay. you ever heard yes, that? Yes, I have heard that. So I had my foot hooked in it all the way wide open, mainly trying to keep up with the merging and being able to accelerate into a big enough area to change lanes so I could merge there right. in Birmingham. So very busy. I don't recall what time it was uh, trying to move and jockey around to make sure I don't miss my exit because if you've got a camper, that's a bad day. Yes. Which I did one time, got off at the next exit, ran into a low water, or it's low water, a low uh, clearance, clearance yeah. bridge. So I had to maneuver back Oof. around there. So when you miss an exit while doing something like this, it's a big deal. So anyway... Coming through Birmingham, hooked in it real hard, got the little binger on the Chevy that went off when the check engine light comes on, and it says reduce power right in the middle of the, the icon in the dash, which means I don't have any more throttle. Hmm. Like, you can cra you know crowd the throttle all you want. It doesn't do nothing. So thankfully, we had enough speed. People were driving like crazy maniacs there. I was able to merge over to the side of the road. I did carry a full functioning bi-directional scan tool with me. So I was able to reset all the parameters to get my throttle back. Um, but essentially what happened is it had an overboost code. And on newer Duramaxes, when you overboost them, they try to protect the engine is what it was doing okay and so it pulled the throttle away so while towing in six or eight lanes of traffic whatever it is through birmingham there 
uh, we ended up with d- dead stick, like a, you know, no throttle control. So we were able to get it back going. I crowded the truck a lot less, um, got definitely better fuel mile- mileage going a little slower. And so the rest of the trip was uneventful, but that was an interesting one. And had I not had, and that was something for my diesel folks out there, uh, they have a lot of onboard, on-demand programmers that you can reset some parameters, clear some lights. Most of my diesel guys out there, they're around $1,000. You can do that on your own. Had I not had a scan tool with me, which I don't have a programmer on this truck, I would have been stuck there. I oh, would no. not have been. I would have had to have the whole thing towed to a shop or dealership or whatever, and they would have reset all the parameters, which took me less than three, five minutes, something like that. Um, so I would have been in bad shape had I not had that. So if you're traveling, um, probably not a bad idea to have something like that if you have a diesel. Um, the other part of our trip is Trinity, Stacy's oldest daughter, took her and a friend, and they followed us. So it was kind of like what I would consider a training wheel road trip for an Mm 18-year-old. So if anything did happen, I would be there to take care of it. Um, They drove the Honda Element that we have, which is what Stacy's kind of primary... uh, Have you ever seen or been in those Elements? I have not. The toaster. That's... I had to learn once we had a couple of them. People refer to them as a toaster. Kind of looks like a toaster. Okay. Yeah, I see that. Very utilitarian. It has suicide doors that open. So getting a little kid in and out, the doors open. So you have a very big area to get into the back seat. Sits up a little bit. It's all wheel drive. Um, I don't drive that vehicle very often. I do service it, obviously, but I serviced it before we left. I didn't realize before we were leaving, it had 240,000 miles on the element. And so I talk a lot about getting the most mileage out of your vehicles. We bought this one used. It was in good shape. Uh, Somebody had misdiagnosed it, so I ended up getting a deal on it and did the repairs on it. But that also went with uh, two teenage drivers um, driving it 2,000 miles, trouble-free, all the way down there nice. and back, no problems. Got incredible fuel mileage uh, per, can, uh, compared to what I got yeah, in, right. the, in the the Duramax, but did an awesome job. So that was two vehicles that went over 2,000 mile road trip while towing and hauling. And I'm very thankful that uh, we didn't have any issues out there. But we're down at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to 1041 KSGF, Springfield's Talk. Sarah and I will be right back after the break. For complete car care solution. Custom car care. All right. Welcome back, Sarah and Dustin. I guess we're talking about road tripping. Road trips. So uh, we were talking off break, and I guess we kind of want to make sure that we bring you guys along with that. Um, we both went many, I don't know, thousands of miles. Do you know how many miles you guys put on? Well, whenever I first started my road trip, I had like 384 miles on my rental car, mm-hmm. and now I'm a little under 4,000. Oh, so, yeah. But I also have been all over the place. I've been to Kansas <laughs> okay. and also St. Louis oh, for wow. family emergency okay. stuff. So that being said, probably a couple thousand miles yeah. just for our road okay. trip. So I noticed a lot of blown tires. Mm, yes. I mean, it was like a tire apocalypse out there. It's <laughs> it, a good way to put it. It was like and, and maybe it's because I was looking for it a little bit. And normally I do stop and help. But while I was towing, I did not. Yeah. It just would, I would have been more of a hazard uh, helping than I 
would have not. Right. Um, so what did you and Ryan see out there? Did you see uh, some some desolate areas with cars in it? Yeah, so we did notice a lot of tires as well. I think that's after you're driving for a long uh-huh. time and you get a little bored of the scenery uh-huh. if you've been seeing it for hundreds <laughs> of miles. So yep. we did notice a lot of tires. But one thing that I did notice, and this was predominantly in New Mexico, in the southern portion of New Mexico, we noticed a lot of vehicles that had been damaged, so uh, vehicles that have experienced some type of wreckage, mm-hmm. and we had noticed that they had been left on the side of the road, and they looked like they had been there for a long wow. time. So I am just kind of curious if, if that's a thing in New Mexico where you're just way out in the mm-hmm. desert, hundreds of miles away from any other town, and um, you have a problem with your vehicle and you just... You just leave it. And wow. it also, it made me nervous. I definitely made sure before we got into the kind of uh, desolate areas, uh-huh. I made sure that we had fuel and all of our yes. tires were um, aired up to make sure that we could make it because uh-huh. we really would go 100 miles or 200 miles yeah. and we would find a town that had been completely abandoned. Oh, really? Yeah. And so you would see the uh, remnants of a gas station. Oh, wow. And there would be, you know, graffiti on it or there would just be like a tattered American flag. Oh, hanging. wow. Yeah. It was it was really interesting huh. to see that because we don't see that around, around here. around here. I think Springfield's like the gas station capital of the world, actually. Oh, really? I believe <laughs> at one hilarious. point it was. Gas stations and Chinese food. That's right. Well, think about all the gas stations that yeah. you see you i mean they are everywhere they are and some places there there will be like a come and go and right across the street there's yep. another come and go oh yeah <laughs> there even over there uh kind of somewhat close to our house uh on 14 coming from nixa there's a casey's and the very next light there's another casey's yep I'm like okay apparently <laughs> they works. got a good deal you know they're mm-hmm. buying up the competition but it just uh I don't know. You know, here in Missouri, if you're broke down and they put the little orange sticker, mm-hmm. you've got three days and now it's property of whatever towing company went and picked it up. I have a question yeah. about that. So I've noticed a couple of different vehicles and I'm trying to remember if I, I've been all over the place oh, here yeah. recently sure. just with travels and I noticed different color stickers for different vehicles. In different states or I be- here in Missouri? I believe the, the reason I say this is I believe it was in Missouri. Okay. I, I've noticed like pink and orange and I think green. Mm-hmm. Do we have different color-coded stickers for different items in Missouri or? Well, typically there will be some different color stickers depending on who tagged it. Like when the highway patrol tags it. I can't remember what color they are. If I get Springfield uh, Metro Police to come out and tag a vehicle, I want to say they're orange or pink. Okay. Um, So it's very possible that if it's a, you know, state level uh, organization that they may tag with a different color. Yeah. Or if it's a county, I imagine our county officers probably have something. If you guys out there in Radioland know, please text us and give us some clarification. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that I've witnessed this in Missouri. But like I said, I've been all over the place here (laughs) recently. So I'm not sure if I just noticed it and was like, huh, that one's green. Or, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've always kind of wondered how that works and where the colors go. Does it mean? anything or is it, it just a sticker you know it, it kind of opens it up to um independent towing companies that can come and tow the car and impound it basically okay. it's an impound at that point 
And then you not only owe for the tow if you want to retrieve your vehicle, but you owe for storage if you leave it there as well. So the towing companies end up with a lot of abandoned vehicles Mm -hmm. and getting a title for abandoned vehicle in Missouri is extremely difficult. Lots of red tape, lots of hoops to jump through. But you definitely don't want to leave your vehicle out there because somebody will tag it and they will come and get it, if not vandalize it. I know we've shared a few stories where I can remember one. This was in Arkansas. I think it was last winter. Um, They evidently don't because it sat there for several weeks and I kept driving by it, going to the shops that we consult with down there. And it ended up having the catalytic converter stolen on it. I, you know, drove by it several times. It was like a Nissan Murano, a little SUV. And it was fine. It was broke down, obviously. And then, uh, like, the next time or two I went by there, I could see the exhaust hanging down where the catalytic converter should have been was now gone. And so people will siphon your gas. I actually had that happen to me when I was a kid. They siphoned the fuel out of a van that we had when I was a child, and it broke down up by kind of Rolla area. Okay. Um, I've had and seen people obviously break windows just being, you know, hooligans. Yeah, jerks. And I've also seen people steal batteries out of cars. Um, That actually has been an epidemic lately, I heard, here on the north side in Springfield that, uh, you know, you'll go out there if you didn't lock the door or whatever and then get your hood open, you just won't have a battery all of a sudden. And that's becoming more and more of a common thing here along with the catalytic converter thieves. And heck, before we know it, we're going to see cars up on blocks where they've stolen the wheels and tires, you know, Uh, just absolutely absurd but um i did get some official non-official uh intel but i've been watching some of the global uh oil and and uh fuel trading have you Mm. paid any attention to that Sarah? honestly not terribly because i know there was a couple of big Mm -hmm. deals made while i was on vacation and i saw the headline but i didn't actually read it in depth so it seems to me and this is just my mileage so you know i'm not a uh commodities trader out there nor do i play one on tv or youtube but uh it looks like opec and uh the saudis as well as russia they're all pulling way way back on their oil production which is Mm going to drive up prices as well as we uh uh, took away some areas up in Alaska that they were drilling. Yes, I saw that. And I imagine there's going to be some other things that are taken away. What is this equal for you and I and all of us out there in Radio Land? Rage. Rage? That's a <laughs> yes, it does. It absolutely does. To figure out whether you were pro Trump or not pro Trump, those are some of the best fuel prices I can remember in my lifetime. And these are going to border on some of the worst fuel prices, you know, four short years later or three at this point that uh, I'm somewhat skeptical. I think we're around $80 a barrel, but uh, I believe we're probably going to approach that $100 mark a barrel here before too long, which is a big pinch on everybody. And it's not only going to affect, you know, your commuting costs for any of you that buy propane out there, uh, it's going to affect heating oil costs propane cost, any energy pretty much that you can uh, pay for out there, it's going up. So I share that with you not to be a fear monger or some kind of a, you know, you know, whatever you want to call it. If you're informed, then you can do some things about it. So, you know, I like to have a little extra fuel on hand. That's just personally for me. I take great care in making sure that the fuel doesn't go bad because if you don't take care of the fuel and use it or rotate it out, it will go bad and then you'll have wasted that money. So you didn't meet, uh, but just having a little cushion 
makes a huge, huge difference. So for whatever that's worth out there, um, be diligent about it. If you do it, be safe. But I don't think it'd be a bad idea. But we need to take another break. Sarah and I will be right back after this. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. We got just a little bit of time left, but we got a little heavy subject that came up off of air. Uh, apparently Springfield's getting to be a little rough a little bit. <clears throat> yes. So we've heard in the past about road rage shootings. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have had at least two in the last couple of months. And whenever the first one happened, I thought, you know what? We really need to address this. Mm-hmm. And then I know that we went on vacation yep. and then another one happened. And I thought we really mm-hmm. need to address this. Yeah. Um, I believe one of them happened at Kansas and 44. And I do not remember where the second one happened, okay. but I did see the press release on it. So this is something that's becoming very real. Yeah. And um, you need to be careful out there mm-hmm. because people are crazy. Yes. I talk and preach and I hope it sinks <laughs> into my children about situational awareness and conducting yourself in a manner that you are not a soft target, that you are a truly hardened target to where uh, what that essentially means to me, and hopefully I've done a uh, continue to do a good job conveying it to them, is that you're not staring down at your phone, you're not oblivious with your earbuds in, that you know whether you're driving, putting fuel in the car, out and about in general, your head had better be up and looking around. I don't want to be tactical and be like, gotta stay frosty, put your head on a swivel or whatever. But you had better not allow somebody to surprise you, nor if you can keep yourself in somewhat of a controlled manner when tensions get high, especially when road rage that you don't feed into that because you have no idea. The thought is, is that everybody else around you are rational thinking people, right? I th- mm-hmm. Is that a fair thing? Yeah. But in the day that an age that we live in right now, the amount of substance abuse of varying kinds, that rational portion of that, and, and not to be the zombie apocalypse guy, but some of these folks that are spun out on some of these uh, altering substances they truly are zombies at this point, in my opinion. I mean, there is no rational thought left behind with them, and you have no idea who you're running up against. I'm a good-sized guy and can take care of myself pretty doggone well. But if I run onto somebody that is jacked out of his mind, I'm going to have my hands full, and I had better get every inch of leg up on that situation as possible. Yes. And make sure and hopefully be able to stop it as quickly as possible. That's right. Well, and I actually had an incident on Wednesday. And even just talking about yeah. it, like, makes me really nervous. I was off of Kansas Expressway, kind of close to FedMed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was in the left lane. And I was going the, the speed limit. I wasn't riding too closely. I'm in a, a rental car right now. So mm-hmm. I am really aware of my surroundings because it's not my car. (laughs) I don't want anything bad to happen to it. It's brand new. Uh, The average price of a brand new vehicle Mm -hmm. is like 40 some odd thousand dollars. So um, I want to make sure I'm taking extra good care of it. So I was in the left lane and I noticed this guy behind me was bobbing and weaving Mm -hmm. and going very, very fast. And um, he was in a car that you couldn't even see his license plates. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's an right there but um 
he got behind me and he was so close to me that he was swerving and yelling at me. What? And so uh, there was a car that I was r- like kind of close to in the in the right lane. So I sped up a little bit, got relatively close to the car in front of me, but I was able to clear it in the mm-hmm. right lane. At that same time, as I was getting over, he sped and then almost hit the car in front of him and cut me off. I had to slam on my brakes. The car behind me had to slam on my brakes. He almost caused an accident. So I honked my horn at him Mm -hmm. and he slammed on his brakes, started cussing me, was flipping me off, yelling at me. And then he sped off and then he stopped again mid traffic Mm. and he held a gun up through his sunroof. And I thought this guy is crazy. And he just kept he was screaming. I had my windows down. I could hear him. It was every cuss word that you could oh think my goodness, at the Sarah. top of his lungs. I was terrified. Yeah. I was I, all I did. He almost hit my car and I gave him a horn, mm-hmm. which is a feature that is built into your vehicle yeah. to warn other drivers to not be jerks yeah. or to go yeah. or, you know, whatever you use your horn for. Uh-huh. Sometimes it's not even as a, hey, get the heck out of my way. Mm-hmm. It can be like a. Hey, hello. How yeah. are you? Hey, you're sl- you're you're looking at your phone. You need to go. The right. light changed. Yeah. So every time you use <sighs> your horn, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Right. But um, when I saw that, I thought, you know what? This is scary. Mm-hmm. And then we got stopped at a red light at a uh, battlefield in Kansas, and I went completely out of my way because I thought if I pull up next mm-hmm. to him, I know he has a gun. That's a good call. What if he gets pissed off enough to mm-hmm. shoot me through yeah. traffic? So I thought no way. So I went completely different way as five or six minutes mm-hmm. late to a meeting. But I think that definitely yeah. justified it. So if you are out there in radio land, yes. be aware of your surroundings, like I said, because people are a little cuckoo sometimes. You had better be diligent. Uh, you know, you had better be setting the narrative and not be that good old boy or good old girl from the Midwest that's, you know, it's, I stop and help a lot of people. I mm-hmm. really do. I do not do that if I have either Stacy or the kids or whatever. It's it's on me at that point, as well as I don't have to worry about taking care of somebody else if something happens. Right. So you had got to, you know, pick your moves on that deal for sure. Did you happen to see any of the video of the towing company that had the runaway tow truck in Springfield a few yes, weeks ago? Yes, yes, I did. Uh, that was quite. That got uh, Springfield on the old big news out there. That uh, that was quite a spectacle. I saw some videos of that as well. Yep, things have been crazy around here lately. They really have. I think it's the changing of the weather. <sighs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish that that was all that it is. But with the shenanigans that going on, the good people out there, really, mm-hmm. truly the salt of the earth people, there's still a lot of you out there. So don't feel like you're alone out there that a whole world's going to crap. I, You know, I feel and I know other people feel this way, too, that it feels like there is few and far between mm-hmm. anymore. But there really is a lot of yes. good people for all of the crappy people. The silent majority. Yes, sure. there's five or six good people. Mm-hmm. And I well, I was on vacation. I met a lot of really nice mm-hmm. people I did as well. and um, just had a lot of really good conversations mm-hmm. with complete strangers yeah. uh so it does really it makes you feel you know what not everybody is bad out mm-hmm. there i uh i spend a lot of time i've got you know children that are turning into adults right now and for what it's worth and the ability that i have a lot of the decisions that i make on the vehicles that they drive and 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 you know all my loved ones 
that's part of it is I do not, and I do that for our customers and clients as well. Don't think that this is anything different, but the mindset of A1 Custom Car Care, I want to put this out there if I got just a minute, is to prevent the breakdowns, okay? Because I don't want you being left at the mercy of whoever it is that happens to run by or that you can call and come get you. So the way we do our digital inspection, the way that we go through our processes, the emphasis that we put on repairing a vehicle to the very best of its our ability to make it as good, if not better than it rolled into the shop or even off the showroom sometimes is for these reasons. I do not want my mom, my sister, Stacy, any of our kids, hell, the people that come into the shop, I do not want you guys out somewhere and things are going to break. Things are going to happen. But I want to lessen or mitigate that as much as possible because of these situations that we're talking about right now. If you have to move and evade craziness, I want your vehicle to move and evade craziness at an extremely high ability to do so. Mm. And I think that's a necessity that not a lot of people ever think about. Maybe I'm just the crazy tinfoil hat wearing mechanic that comes in here and talks to you guys with Sarah for an hour. And that's cool too. I like being that guy, by the way. But, you know, as I talk about, um, you know, Seth and Trinity, we've got a couple older children or Stacy does and I have two older children Josie and Jonas they have SUVs with V6 or all-wheel drive ability in each one of those four capabilities not just because I think some crazy person's going to get to them in traffic but if they are somewhere that all-wheel drive or the horsepower is going to be a difference I want them to have it when I look at Josie and Jonas they live a little bit more rurally I put them both in pickups with four-wheel drive V8 engines and I'm going to foot a little bit more fuel bill but if they need to do something or push through traffic, they will have the ability. I can always build another vehicle. I can always fix whatever's going on. But that's something to think about out there. And that's part of the reason that I have chosen the vehicles that we have, whether it's diesel or, you know, four-wheel drive. Just having those capabilities gives me a little peace of mind that when they're out and they don't have me around, that hopefully they don't get in a situation that's going to be lacking that, hey, I didn't have enough car or whatever to get out from under this situation that I was in. So for all of you out there, this is not a fear moment. This is hopefully, this is the world we're living in and we all had better play a role in it because if not, all the crackheads are going to play all the important places or pieces. Um, but uh, that's kind of I guess where my mind was going today. Um, let's wrap the show up with some good news. Yeah, at least. We need it. Please, I know. please bail me out. Okay. So. so we've been talking about the upgrades, the updates, and all oh, of the new builds yes. over at the Ford shop. Yes. So you have been doing some big things over yes. there. So if you haven't driven by there lately, holy smokes, our contractor's amazing. They're doing a heck of a good job. We are going to have the ability to service higher profile vehicles along with all your normal profile vehicles. So what that means is if you have a box truck, a utility truck, suburban, uh, cargo van, whatever it is, we are going to have the ability to do so as well as we are countersinking our alignment equipment. So even my low slung cars over there, you're going to be in good shape. We're going to be able to take care of you. We are going to be able to service a significantly bigger 
portion of a lot of our customers out there. And we're building this because our customers needed it, basically. And so we're very fortunate, and thank you all for that. But uh, we got some equipment showing up. Some alignment machine is already it's there. It's becoming real. It is. It is. It is. Uh, we are going to be open before the end of the year oh, with exciting. additional bays and ability to do service. <laughs> Um, we are going to be one of the only shops in town to be able to do certain tire service and equipment. Um, so where people are running into, I got 20s or 22s or 24s and I can't get service done, um, we're going to have the ability to do so at a very high level along with ADOS, which is Advanced Driver Assist Alignments. Um, so lots of good things to come. I'd say next week we will definitely be uh, you know, giving you a little bit more of a rundown of the time before we're ready to get things taken care of very exciting well mm -hmm. believe it or not we are out of show if you are out there in radio land you have a question or a comment for us feel free to text us on our text line that phone number is 417-447-5743 or you can reach out to us on our social media that is at 1041 kshgf dustin i hope you have a good rest of your yes. weekend you as well sarah be safe out there bye